Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. I am one of your hosts, Josh, here with my best bud, John. Man, how the hell are you doing? Listen, I am so good that I'm going to open the show in a way <laughs> that replicates what we used to do on Off the Ropes with John and Josh. Here. If you want to see us talk about How I Met Your Mother, give me a hell yeah! Hell yeah! I'm answering for the people. That's right. Because we're is- here. What I am talking about. Yes, man. I am excited to talk some how I met your mother. But before we do that, we got some things to address. What? Yeah. <laughs> we got we got some viewer comments and whatnots on the twits. We love hearing from people, so it's it's good to finally have some like viewer comments. Absolutely. So uh we got one from uh Omha- uh Omar Zaran. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Uh said great episode guys uh, you brought up some aspects i hadn't thought about before specifically focusing on how stella's entire actions were fueled by tony like many i have always despised the stella character for this episode but it just goes to show uh to, to show you how human this show was yeah i mean that's fair she uh it, like, like we talked about last episode man it, the whole thing it was all tony it was it was just brewing in the background, and the wedding brought it up. So I thought of something after the show ended last week, though, and it made me laugh. <clears throat> so apparently Sarah Chalk's character is never allowed to be happy with people, though, because she bounces. Her characters always bounce around from guy to guy to guy to guy. Um, yeah. And it made me laugh, because as I was thinking about the similarities between Stella Zimmerman and Dr. Elliot Reed, I thought of the shit she pulls with Keith later seasons, and I thought of the episode <laughs> where... Uh, <laughs> He has the party in his room, and he goes, oh, what's wrong? Can't pig whore read? And then <laughs> Kelso is like, ha, pig whore read. Oh, it's such a good episode. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's it's good stuff. Uh, all right, so our uh, other ones, we have uh, two from this person. Uh, is from uh, at Goofy Weird. On, on Twitter, on Twix, whatever you want to say. Uh, now, this first one has to do with episode 403. Uh, she said, I believe she chose New York with Tony because she left Ted at, at the altar. Her whole community would find out about that, and it would cause a type of stress you'd want to move from. Just my theory. Because this was something we were talking about. It's like, why yeah. would she choose to leave like her house and everything? Like that. And this is something I'm going to talk about in this episode because this is where we see it happen. Um, But I hadn't thought about it that way where, yeah, you know, it's like she was building this life with Ted and she's in this like kind of suburban. She's like a suburban mom and that kind of area. They talk, you know. Oh, they talk a lot. And so, yeah, I could see I could see it being. Like she didn't want to deal with the the backlash from all that. I I could totally see that. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I could a hundred percent agree with that, and it's nice to see a different perspective that somebody else saw something we didn't. Yeah. But yeah, hearing that, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah. All right, and this this next one is about the previous episode, and it has to do with Barney. Uh, so she said. I think Barney gets the belt that day. Because remember, we talked about how uh, I was. I'm like, I don't know if he actually gets the belt because they don't 
There's no yeah. mention of her or anything yeah. like that. She, so she says, I think Barney gets the belt that day, but keeps it a secret to avoid the risk of talking about the Robin of it all. You know, yeah. so that, that way she doesn't like find out about it, you know? I mean, especially because, uh, like you said, he's in love with Robin still, so he doesn't yeah. want to screw shit up. Yeah. And she said, Barney is afraid of losing Ted because of their bro break, uh, their bro breakup that they had uh, before. So he's even more secretive from here on when it comes to all of that. And then she followed that up by saying, and then he posts about the bro code in in his blog. I genuinely believe he got the belt, but hit it because he did because his blog had nothing to do with it, with any of that. That's fair. You know, if he if he was going to be outright about it, it would have been in his blog. Oh, yeah. 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 There would have been something about like (laughs) nailing multiple chicks or like trying to juggle something or the belt or something because. I'm going to bring that up again today because there's a, a sequence that happens that's pretty much the same scenario that, that we'll, we'll get into when, when we talk about it. But yeah, so I, I have a feeling she may be right. I really do when it comes to that. Yeah. All right. So, yes, uh, uh, Omar and, uh, and, and Goofy, uh, thank you so much for uh, sending those in. You we say Goofy it. and I'm like, <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's my Goofy impersonation. (laughs) There it is, folks. There it is. All right. So now we're going to get into the episode. We are talking season four, episode six, Happily Ever After. That's right. You know what's even crazier is that that is very close to our age in numbers. (laughs) It's only like six numbers off, bro. We're getting there. Yeah, I mean, it happens. We were just talking about that, too. Like, I'm capping it, man. This year, 40. Done. Yeah, I'm staying. I'm staying at 39 where Josh I am right now. Staying at 39, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be 40 forever. I want to. I want that nice round number, so I don't have to remember the odd number. People will be like, "How old are you?" I'll just be like 40. I just I'm like I'm in my 30s. It's cool. You don't have to know. <laughs> you should stay at 37 then. Yeah, you know. Well, that that's more difficult to have to remember. I can nah, remember. That's our favorite number. Yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, you know, whatever. I'll take 39. It's fine. Right there on the edge. It's like I'm almost forty, but I'm not there. I'll never. Ooh, he's there. edging himself in numbers, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. You got it. Mm-hmm. It's called tantric aging. <laughs> uh, uh, a whole other episode that we'll record, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to hear that one, tune into yep. us on Patreon. That'll be the follow-up to me bleaching my asshole. <laughs> well, I'm done. I don't have enough beer to have this conversation today. Uh, all right. So this episode aired originally on November 3rd of 2008. Oh, man, we was, were so close. We were. We were very close. Uh, it's funny because uh, if we had because re- normally it's behind the scenes, folks, normally we record on Saturdays. That would have been the fourth. Would've oh, been, it would have. Would have only been one day off. Yeah. Oh, well, shit happens. Uh, so directed by our favorite Pamela Fryman. P-Fry! Learned something interesting about P-Fry today that I did not know. Apparently, she uh, did some directing on the recent Night Court show. Oh, no way. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know she had been working on that, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, And written by Jamie Ronheimer, who we've talked about uh, in the past. Uh, He did episodes like Aldrin Justice and The Yips. And goes on to do Old King Clancy later this season, <laughs> as well as Slaps Giving Two and Robots versus Wrestlers. So we owe it episodes. to him for the Frozen Snowshoe. It's true. Yep. Frozen Snowshoe. 
some great episodes. That's uh, that's the wrestler's name, right? It was the Frozen Snowshoe. Uh, was it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, the Frozen Snowshoe. <laughs> I can. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so glad that that's this season because it's it's not. Too I don't far think I realized that happened in season four. Dude, season four. I was looking through the episodes. I'm like, there are so many really fun standalone episodes in this season. I, that I am so excited to get. It's to. just amazing though, because like I can I can still remember the website that Barney pulls up. It's CanadianSexActs.org. Yeah, and for a while, it was an like an active site. Like you could go to it. Oh no, they took it down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm well, pretty now sure. Now, how am I down. supposed to learn how to get down in Canada? Right. I can <laughs> finally legally go to Canada, and I don't have a website to educate myself. I mean, you're just gonna have to have to wing it, right? Like a like a Toronto Red Wing. That is Toronto? I don't know. I don't you sign yourself off of this podcast right now. You're in a five-minute timeout. I'm getting put in the penalty box? <laughs> You're getting put in the penalty box. <laughs> high-sticking. Yeah, I'm always high-sticking. You know. <laughs> uh, anyway, he also uh, worked at, as a producer and a writer on shows like Yes, Dear, Will and Grace, Call Me Cat, and a show that you and I both watch, The Ranch. I never watched that show. You can't prove it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I could prove it somehow. I think I could. Yeah. I mean, if, if I can, if I can access, if I can get, find out the, well, yeah. Whoever's Netflix you used, uh, I can, if I can get into their password, I can figure it out because they log, Netflix logs all their, all the watchings. Oh, shit. Yeah, it does. It's one of the few streamers that actually do that. Huh. I wish other ones did that. And if they do, I don't know how to access them. I don't know. I didn't know you could access the ones on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've done learned it. something new today. Yeah, I've done it lots of times. So I'm like, what was what was I watching during here? How what movie did I forget to log on my letterbox or or whatever? You know. Fair. <laughs> All right. The summary for this episode: After Ted's breakup with Stella, the gang bump into her at a restaurant, and while hiding under a table waiting for her to leave, recount other people in their lives that they're avoiding. Yeah, I realized watching this one, since with the new uh, the new format we're going with, we like to break things down into like storylines, and like this is another one of those ones where you don't break it down into a storyline really because everybody's yeah. together. Yeah, so we're just gonna be like free balling it, just like we did last week. I, I, and, but it makes the episode so much better when it's all oh. one because then you don't have to be like, well, this happened in this, but it crosses over here, and like you kind of back to that, and then you come back to this. Like yeah. I like it where we can just like. Straight through an episode, but at the same time, like we could talk about it in like different chunks because, like, yeah, yeah. All right. So before before we get into the actual meat of this episode, I found uh, some really just kind of neat trivia. I guess you could say. Okay. Um, the German episode title for this is actually called "Under." It translates to "Under the Table." That's what the German version oh. episode title was, and the French episode title was they lived very happily dot 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 without children random but that's what it was <laughs> i don't know i thought i thought that was kind of kind of neat so well, i throw that in there i i, I mean it's th- those are interesting titles for an episode definitely yeah. <laughs> i just love that they lived very happily dot 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 <laughs> without children Okay. Sure. Kids. <laughs> ah, all right. So this episode starts off where the previous one ended. 
we see Stella and Tony on the boat. We see Ted finding uh, the the note, which rhymes. But I noticed something here. They use a different shot of Tony and Stella. They they take they, they show a shot from the other angle. Yeah, so that, I noticed so that, that. You know, so that you don't see Robin. Yeah. But something that we talked about last week was how Lucy was was not in the shot, and we were like, well, maybe she's sitting off to the other side on the other side of the camera. Yeah, definitely not. And now they show that other side and she ain't there. So I don't know where they left her on the boat. So I would, I would assume she's like on the I boat. Said, she might've went with like grandma, grandpa though too, man. Like maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's possible. I but... mean, there are other options for where she could be, but I mean, it's there's just, just no explanation of it. Honestly, no matter what the option, it just makes it, to me, it makes the two of them. Listen, just, shittier parents than i'm gonna say it like this we're all adults here we've never censored what we say on this show they probably put lucy off with grandma grandpa or a friend so they could go off and bang each other because it's been eight fucking years since they railed each other and they knew it was gonna get so fucking dirty that they probably got a hotel room so they didn't have to clean up the fucking mess of cum everywhere okay (laughs) like there was cums on the lampshade it was on the wall the bed sheets looked like a fucking like Crime scene investigation and just fucking fluid everywhere. Fluid. <laughs> He's got fluid. <laughs> He's got fluid. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm, honestly, I would not be surprised. Listen, tell me you've never rented a hotel room because you didn't want your house smelling like sex for three days. I mean, not specifically for that reason, no. But it makes sense nonetheless. <laughs> so uh after that opening shot the gang we see the gang at the bar ted is talking about how he was devastated but they all got him through it man listen the faces though of everybody as he's talking about this i was a different person then you've all pulled me out of this it's, yeah it's been a long road to get here but now we're here and i love how Lily's like it was 24 hours ago <laughs> <laughs> the wedding was yesterday, Ted. Oh man, yeah. Ted is in some some major denial. Major Listen, denial. I major denial. I almost did it, and I was like, no. I will say it like this: I don't know that Ted's hurting as bad as he they want him to be. No, they, I don't think he at is. The end of the episode, they were pushing him to be the Ted who confronts her, and he was okay just being the Ted who lets it go because he realized. That's not where he wants to be in life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Personally, like you said, once he exploded, it, it didn't take much for him to calm back down. Really? Nope. So nope. I don't think, I think he was just more pissed about what she, not about her leaving him. He's pissed about the, the whole moving in with Tony thing. That's what yep. he was mad about. Yep. So, you know, so I think, yeah, I don't think he was anywhere near as upset. I th- honestly, I think Barney had a had a good point. Oh, this. I don't doubt it, because I'm going to equate this back to something else that we saw earlier in the series, and that is when Ted has the invite to St- or, uh, to Stuart and Claudia's wedding, and he's like, "Do I check? I'm going with somebody, or don't I go with somebody?" And oh, Barney's yeah. like, "You don't want to go with somebody because then you're 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 cemented in there." Yeah, and he knows that at this point in like Ted's life right now, he's not looking to settle down. He's just looking to find somebody. He's not the Ted Mosby that he will be in like six seasons from that. Well, five, four seasons. Yeah. 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 
Because it's it's like season eight that everything happens with uh, Janelle. Or yeah. Is, is, yeah, it's her name's Janelle. Is it Janelle or Jeanette? Je- maybe Jeanette. It's the crazy bitch. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he's like, okay, guys, now I'm ready to settle down. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man. But I agree, though. I don't think he, I don't think he's ready. But at the same time, he doesn't need I think that. he wants to be ready. Oh, but, I mean, you can want to be ready, but still but not yeah, be ready. I, I don't think he actually is ready. Yeah. Also, I'm not I'm not trying to take away from what we're we're doing right now. I just noticed that your mm-hmm. wallpaper is saved backwards because I can read the open sign. Oh, really? Yeah, I might have I might have saved it backwards. I'll be honest. No, no, honest. I'm sure that the picture saved that way. So that like when you're looking at the photo, it's like but I'm wondering if like the image is like cuz the bar would be on the right side to where it's supposed to be. Yeah. But you can read the open sign and the the shamrock one kind of Hmm. Weird. What up, Soph? There she is. <laughs> we miss you. We miss you. <laughs> we'll never find out who the father is. Yeah. Well. You know. Well, I mean, like I said, if because uh, we talked about that in a previous episode, if uh, the uh, I think it was a writer or whatever, uh, I apparently leaked it during like a comedy show. Uh, if that's accurate. Then it was apparently going to be Sid. That's true. We'll never know, though. Yeah. I mean, and anything could have changed, even, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, depending on how long the show had ran. But this is not a How I Met Your Father podcast. This is not Last Call at Pemberton's. No, siree. This is That's Last right. Call at McLaren's. Last Call <laughs> at Arthritis Pain. There it is. <laughs> but yeah, Ted, you know, he's, he's in a bit of denial. Because I, I mean, like oh, I don't deny. I don't think I don't... that. I don't think that he's as hurt as everybody thinks he is, or or thinks he should be. But it's there, no, no matter what. Oh, hundred percent. You can't. I mean, you can't not have. It's something. I, I, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I I agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, so they're sitting there and they're they're getting them through it, and they decide they're hungry. They want dinner. They, they should go dinner. somewhere and eat. Yeah. And this starts a hilarious little conversation amongst the group. And I love it because they're like, oh, we should go here. And he's like, oh, we can't. And he's got, I realize Ted's very knowledgeable about New York City and Manhattan area because he has all this well, shit. Wait, wait, wait. You actually jumped a whole bunch because that actually happens much later, like a little bit later on. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because there's like a two week jump that happens before they get to that part. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like, in this scene, he's he, it's where he goes. He's like dancing at the jukebox, and oh, you're right, and all you're that right. stuff. And like Marshall's like telling him, he's like, "You need to get angry and smash up Stella's car." And I, that made me think. I was like, "He's a fucking lawyer. He knows how illegal that is." And yeah, he's over here being like, "Yeah, go do that. <laughs> go get because, arrested." You know, you've never pointed somebody in a direction and said, "Let's go smash some shit." I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> i remember that i'm not i didn't go to law to law school i'm just saying <laughs> uh but then then we get uh some scenes where everybody's trying to like cheer him up we get lily and robin bringing over beer and pizza oh yeah yeah marshall being like hey let's go play some catch and then we get barney walking in with two women and it's not actually for ted because he didn't know ted was even home no nope, he, he just wanted to like, play oh you're home 
And this is where the thing, this is where it comes up, what we were talking about before. He's obviously trying to have a three-way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously. It's Barney and these two women. And he was going to do it without anybody knowing. That was his plan. Well, so here's the thing that I think is weird. because We brushed over this as well. As all this is going on, Ted's unboxing everything. He's staying in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did he last minute decide to talk his landlords into letting them stay? Him stay, at least. I don't think that they... I don't think they ever gave up the apartment. Could be. You know what I mean? That's true. I hadn't thought I about think, that. Because if you think about... We already knew that they didn't give up the apartment, if you think about it. Because... A they couple do the episodes. year later thing. Yeah. And yeah. they still have access to the apartment. So we already knew that they didn't give up the apartment. That's fair. But yeah, Bar- Barney trying to have a threesome just I, I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh that's a good catch right there. Yeah, so it makes me I feel like it puts what what she had said, what Goofy Weird had said into uh, more reality for me. Makes you wonder how many threesomes he had that he didn't claim. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like before the whole Robin thing, he would have been like, yes, give me the belt. This is. Oh, yeah. But I think now I think sure he's going off and he's doing these things. But I think he's doing it to take his mind off of Robin and he just doesn't want to flaunt it because he doesn't want to her. He doesn't want her to to hear about it is really all what it is. And I'm sure he doesn't flaunt it to Ted because Ted's hurting right now and he knows. it. Yeah. Yeah, as much of a dick as he's being, he's still being a good friend. True. That's why he takes it to the stairwell. Fair enough. <laughs> Ladies to the stairwell. <laughs> oh man! And now we're back to where I was. Yes. Then it's two weeks later. Yes. And but... Lily gets real angry in this scene and calls Ted a selfish bitch, and it was just a great like line delivery from Alice. And I mean, Annie. it it is, but at the same time though, I feel bad because they're really pushing Ted to be angry and upset. And it's like, let the fucking guy grieve in his own fucking way. Yeah. It's obviously that they are upset. Well, of course just, they're upset like, because they became friends with Stella too. And then she pulled all this bullshit and it's like, you put a bunch of people into a weird position. Yeah. But and whatever. I feel like, I feel like they, they want their own anger justified, so they're, they're like they, yeah. they need Ted to also feel it. That's I think <laughs> Aldrin Justice, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we get a little scene from back when uh, Lily left Marshall, which I thought was funny because what I think is interesting, they don't do anything with his hair. It's to say he has the long hair right now. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have that back then. No, nope. he did in that scene. Well, they would have had to have either made him cut his hair or wear a wig. And guys' wigs are just not as good as girls. It's true. And apparently, at some point, Ted had suggested that Marshall set all Lily's stuff on fire. Burn her shit. Burn it all, man. (laughs) I mean, I can't say I disagree with that because I went through a breakup in 2010 where somebody left all their shit at my house. And I did everything I could to be nice and give it all back. And it sat there for... Four or five months before I finally decided to put it all to curb. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the person decided they wanted to come and get it. And I was like, well, it's not here anymore. So don't worry about it. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, that time frame has passed. That time <laughs> frame has passed. Uh, but yes, now now that they are uh, all at the bar, now they want to get some food. 
Yeah. John, and like I, what do they do here? <laughs> well, like I said, they go through this discussion of like places they can eat, and Ted has a reason why they can't eat at them because like yeah. they're close to places that Stella visits, or they are near places that Stella visits, or what she could be there. Yeah. And I realized though that this should have helped Ted later on when they do like the episode where they all race for wherever they're racing to. Oh yeah. <laughs> because Ted clearly knows Manhattan and New York City, man. Like he knows it where he's like, oh. But I also noticed, and I don't know if you caught this, he unfolds a map and he holds up a map and he explains that like red places are where they can't go because Stella could be there or frequent. Yeah. Uh, white places are places that are okay, and blue places are water. Yeah. But there's a place dead in the middle where it's like two square blocks and then like a little strip of places, and it looks like a fucking penis right in the middle of the map. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> go back after this and just go to that scene and watch when he unfolds the map. And there's a tiny dick in the middle of the map. <laughs> and I couldn't help but see it. And I'm like, that is fucking great that nobody recognized that when they made a little square and a little square and then a series of squares. I'm like, they put a dick on the map and nobody said shit. That's funny. Holy shit. I'm gonna have to, I, I'm gonna have to go back and just look at that map because that's yeah I, mean, I did not catch that it's fucking hilarious and it's like I said dead in the middle <laughs> all right so I yeah. mean it's it's right there all right but folks. then but Check then Lily out. brings <laughs> Lily brings up that she knows this great tapas place that had just opened yep and they're all like well let's go get tapas and my only yeah. question to this is Josh what the fuck is tapas because I keep hearing a lot of people talk about this couldn't tell you my friend. I honestly have no idea what tapas is. Ladies and gentlemen listening, if you know what tapas is and you want to save me a Google deep dive, please tell us in the comments below or recording of some sort because I honestly just don't feel like Googling it to educate myself. That's fair. I'm I'm that lazy. Like, (laughs) That's fair. I mean, (laughs) it's something. Uh, Are we we not a tapas place in Fredonia? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that new place that's opening where uh, Paper Factory used to be is going to be a tapas place. Oh, okay. Well, I think I don't. I don't actually know, but maybe maybe it is. And then you can go and you can find out what the fuck tapas is. <laughs> oh fuck, man. <laughs> but yes, so they decide yeah. let's go get tapas, and everybody yes. goes. Yeah, and Lily, for the life of her, could not remember who who recommended this place, oh, John. And I love that they're sitting in this diner, and they're like, "Oh, who recommended this?" And she's like. She goes, I do remember. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, I remember. <laughs> and points. She could have just easily been like, ignored it. And this whole situation would have never happened. Yeah, but then Stella would have probably seen them and maybe came over and things could have gotten awkward. Who knows? I don't know. I would love to see the alternate timeline where that happens because I would yeah. love to have seen what happened knowing that Ted isn't, I mean, Ted's hurt clearly, but I think Ted would have been more mature about it. Yeah. He, Cause so here's my question in that alternate timeline, would she have just, you know, been kind of like, you know, Hey, whatever. Uh, just made it a short conversation and then left. And then they would have never followed her. Ted would have never found out that she was living in New York with Tony, at least not yet, because you know, eventually she, he would have. True. Like, I mean, I, I, it makes me it makes me wonder, you know, what uh, what all would have happened in that scenario. But yeah, there's there's a lot of what ifs that happen because of all of this right here. Like, yeah, the alternate timeline would be an interesting one to see, but at the same time, I, I don't really care. 
I think you do a little bit. That's okay. I mean, the curiosity <laughs> of how it would have played out, yeah. Because I don't think st- – I mean, personally, I'm thinking the way it happened because she left a note and she couldn't even confront Ted she was leaving tells me she probably wouldn't go mm-hmm. over to the table right now. She'd probably make an excuse not to go over there. Maybe. And duck out of there as fast as she could. Like, like she would have seen him and then just, like, kind of, like, turned and, like, just completely ignored yeah. the fact that they were there. Hell yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I wonder if, if Marshall would have spotted her then, though, too, because he's looking that same direction. He is. You know? But, yeah. Something interesting to think about, folks. Something interesting but, to think so about. So, instead of all that, nope, they hide under the table. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, Ted freaks out a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I noticed something during. So they hide under the table. They start talking about like people they wouldn't want to run into because they're hiding. And they start with Lily. Yeah. And a guy named Michael Sasser. Yep. And Josh. AKA Gasser. Thank you. Yes. Um, And like, as they're telling the story, I'm like, oh, poor kid. It happens to everybody in high school. Like, so, you know, everybody knows somebody who sat next to somebody who farted and got blamed. And then, like, they were the kid who farted in class. Yeah. It, it happens in every high school. Yeah. But then they come up from under the table and Stella seems to be gone. Yeah. And everything seems to be good. And I noticed something here. When Stella comes back and Marsha goes, oh, no, she's back. Barney throws his napkin in the air and it lands all the way across the table where Ted was sitting. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Dude, he like chucks it. I just it noticed up. I just oh, noticed yeah. he dives off to the side because he's going under the other table. Yeah, he goes under the other table. And I'm like, who else <laughs> but Barney Stinson? Yeah. <laughs> uh what I love though, when they were under the table the first time, the waiter comes over and gets under the table and bringing brings them the almonds that Ted had asked for. So I love like, that. Here's That's a good thing. waiter. He's like, he's and, not He's like, he's not questioning. He's not like, hey, you guys can't be under here. He's just like, hey, what's going on? Well, and you so know. this is my comment to all of that. Because great waiter on him. Doesn't question it. Like you said, he brought the almonds. He runs down the specials for Mar- uh, for Ted. <laughs> so here's my here's the only thing I have to say to him about the entire situation that he deals with that night. Well handled and deserves an amazing fucking tip. Absolutely. I hope they tipped him well. Because like I said, like <laughs> I mean you and I both said it. He doesn't question shit. He just rolls with it like this is an actual Tuesday for him. And like I, this ain't the first time first under I, the table he's had to deal with. Right? <laughs> it, it's kind of like on a different note, the night you and I were at Denny's and somebody in a fit of joy threw their Oreo milkshake across the table and then we proceeded to clean it up. <laughs> I don't know. We what you're cleaned about. it. We didn't make the Denny staff cleaned it. We cleaned the table. It's true. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, they weren't mad though. It was shit happens. I felt terrible about that too, man. I felt you, so dude, bad. You chucked that milkshake. You were just like, oh, bam. Oh, I was so upset about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we learn about Barney's uh, not want, you know, the person he doesn't want to run into. Uh, and that's a woman named Becca DeLucci. <laughs> DeLucci. And uh, she is an inmate in a, in a women's prison that he uh, was, you know, having some conjugal visits with. Yep. And then when he saw a prettier uh, convict, he decided, I'm going for that one. 
Listen, I have to say, though, because when he goes over to the other girl and he starts talking, he's like, Barney Stinson, if I can't get you off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And then the other <laughs> girl comes over and Delucci just starts, like, beating her up. And he yeah. pulls out his phone and he's like, click, yep. click. And I'm like. Girl fight, man. It's in the it's in the bro oh, yeah. It's all about that but girl fight. He broke the bro code, though, because he didn't notify anybody else that that fight happened. I mean. I don't <laughs> I don't know how easily unless that's what the be, pictures were for. That's what I'm thinking cuz like that fight would get broken up before anybody could oh, get yeah. there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think he needed some proof. I think I think he just needed he's like here you go Ted. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> but yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We don't get one from Marshall at no. all. No. No, and I thought that was kind of funny. But we do get one for Robin, and it is a one-off appearance by none other than legendary actor Eric Braden. That's right. Now, I I think it's funny, because we were talking about this before we started recording, and apparently, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, Josh, you got to do it this way. Josh didn't know who Eric Braden was, but for those of you who stayed home every once in a while with a fake illness... And you watched days, uh, days TV soap operas with your grandmother or your See, parents. See, that's the thing. I did that, but it was like General Hospital and and like those. That's ones. fair. You weren't the Channel Four soap operas. Yeah, it was like the Channel. Was it Seven? I think it was the yeah. Channel Seven soap yeah. operas. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I definitely, I was a Young and the Restless, Guiding Light. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? As the world turns. Yeah, see, it was yeah. General General Hospital, Bold and the Beautiful. That's that's the stuff that my grandma watched. Yeah, I definitely watched Bold and the Beautiful as well. That was a Channel Four one. So at least Passion. we have Passions. Uh, Passions was a witch one too. So it was, it was. Yeah. But yeah, Eric Braden, the legendary actor who still to this day is playing Victor Fucking Newman. Is he really? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Man. He is wow. one of the longest running actors on a soap opera. Still to this day playing Victor Newman. That's really cool. Yeah. So I have something that because like I didn't because again I didn't know who he was. So that when that scene happened, I didn't really think anything of it all until I was doing my research for the episode and came across something that I thought was really cool about that scene. And I'm sure you will appreciate it. And maybe you just noticed it and thought it because you knew who he was and everything, but. That scene where Robin gets caught kissing her teammate and he comes in and he drops the platter and it's this whole dramatic thing. They were spoofing soap operas there. <laughs> That's they hilarious. Used, they used like the 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 or the cheesy organ music, you know, when, when he first comes in, and then that over dramatic acting and everything. It was meant to be like a satire of soap operas. That's because of him. I thought it was honestly just Robin remembering it like so dramatically. (laughs) I mean, in show, I'm sure that's what it is. Well, no, because think about Craig and all them or whatever. Probably Pamela, whatever. They they did it that way. I mean, that's satire for that. But I mean, think of every time she talks about her father. Like it's always like. Oh, we were on a helicopter, and he gave me nothing but a Swiss Army knife, and told me to go fight off a pack of wolves, and like yeah. I had to survive. No, and it's yeah, like, yeah, like He's, I uh, just figured that was how her father was like being remembered at this stage because she was like teenage Robin at this point. 
Yeah. And like, <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, yeah, Eric Braden. Yeah, I thought I thought that that was kind of cool. I love uh, him. But yeah, this is the one and only appearance uh, of him as Robin's dad. Yeah, the rest of the time it's played by uh, Eric, whatever his name is. I can't remember his name. To be totally honest with you, oh, I, no, it's I, Ray. It's Ray something. Yeah, it's, but like Ray Wise, I think it's Ray yeah. Wise. I think it's his name. But yeah, we don't see him for like two two more seasons. Yeah, I think it's season six that he comes back, and it's a different guy. Um, but yeah, we we learn in this episode that he wanted a son. He didn't want a daughter, so he like yeah. raises her as a kid, as or as a boy. He named her Robin Charles Sherbosky Jr. because his name is Robin Charles Sherbosky. So he named her after himself, uh, and I, I thought that was just kind of hilarious. Uh, all that. <laughs> also, I mean, it works. We there's also I I realize there's a contradiction in this scene. Okay. Um. So. We see her as this hockey player. She's on a hockey team, right? Okay. A youth hockey team. But in the in the episode, The Slutty Pumpkin, she specifically says that she's never played team sports. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, it's like a continuity error. I'm assuming, you know, whatever. Somebody something got overlooked. Uh, that's okay. Came. I mean, that's a small. Small. Th- Maybe she wasn't ready to admit it at that time. And, that, and that's possible. Yeah. Maybe she was hiding that story away. And yeah. I, I can buy that. I can. I can. I can headcanon that for myself. Sure. Um. Yeah. I love this appearance by. By. I'm just gonna keep calling him Victor Newman. It makes more sense <laughs> in my head. I love this appearance by him because as soon as I see him, I'm always just like, "Huh, it's Victor Newman." <laughs> see him in other yeah. things, I'm always just like, "Oh, it's Victor Newman." <laughs> Yeah, I've watched this episode so many times. Had never had never knew that anything. Oh like yeah. That, so I just I, I, all I, I knew is that they changed her dad. That's all I knew. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, so good. crazy. Yeah. But then the, I love and I just I love the the whole like everybody always feels bad for Robin after she tells one of her stories because like yeah. she had a rough upbringing. Like it is what yeah. it is. True. Uh, nothing true. beats though during the episode when uh, Marshall and Lily are trying to figure out who's going to be. Marvin's uh, godparent, and she <laughs> yeah. she tells one of the her dad stories. Then, and when they come out of the story, they're all like, "Oh, Robin gets points because we love her, and she's in a safe, <laughs> and yeah, like, she's in a safe space." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, she gives like this heartfelt speech in this episode, and and this is when Ted realizes that he needs to go and talk to Stella. Yeah, because of what Robin said here. But when they come up from under the table. She's gone. She's gone. And what do they do? They ditch the fucking check and leave. Yeah, but did they even order? They had drinks and they got almonds. Did they have drinks? Well, I think the almonds are like free on the table. I we think. don't know that. I mean, I, I, I guess you're right. But that's I, I, the way that when he asked for it like that, I assumed that it was just one of those like breadstick. You know how like sometimes yeah, bread is free or whatever. Though. Ted just says, though, and can we get the almonds they have on that table? That's true. We don't actually know that that's, like, a free yeah. thing, like, when you go to a steakhouse, like, with peanuts or, like... But you are right. They at least had drinks, because, like, Barney had, like, a, I'm assuming, a, a scotch. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, they didn't pay for any. As far as, no. as, as, far as we know. As far as we know, you're right. As far as we know, they could have taken a minute to settle up or thrown a bunch of money on the table. Yeah. But, like, they bolt out that door to get after her, and they catch up relatively quick. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, so yeah, they they hop in a cab and they follow her, 
And they realize she's not going to New Jersey, John. Nope. No, no, no. She's nope. going downtown. And who lives downtown? Mm-hmm. Mary Tyler Moore. She, yeah, sure. You know, lots of hats. Lots of hats. Uh, also, though, Tony lives downtown. <laughs> I threw my hat. And uh, when when Ted f- realizes this, he gets furious. Well, yeah, this is Rightly finally so. the moment that, like, infuriates Rightly. him. Yeah. And then and this I, is when he realizes he knows what he's going to say, too. Yeah. But I thought about something here. Um, it's been two weeks since the wedding. That's a pretty quick move. Well, yeah. Like, I she mean, had a whole house. You know? So, my question is, is it just like a... She's just staying there, you know, and hasn't actually fully moved yet. Because, like, like I said, that's a that's a, you can't honestly. It's almost impossible to sell your house that fast. I would assume that's probably what she's doing is staying with Tony while she's doing whatever she's going to do with the house and packing it up and yeah, either and renting like, it, selling it, getting um like schooling set up. Like I feel like that that's difficult to do in that kind of a time frame. The- the only part of this that pisses me off is is the shit that happens for Lu- uh, Lucy out of all this because yeah. her big argument was uprooting Lucy because all her friends were you know in yeah. Jersey and her schooling was in Jersey. And what happened to her, to Stella being the deputy mayor? Well, see that whatever. I don't even give a shit about that. I'm, I'm more saying. worried about the kid. You uprooted yes. the kid in the middle of a fucking school year and like ditched all her friends and everything. Yeah. Just because of a guy, like fuck you. Yeah, that that's like it, to me. Like I understood, like what what Goofy Weird was saying. You know, getting out of New Jersey, out of that area, because she didn't want to deal with everybody talking and, and 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 throwing shade at her. Essentially, I get that. But like, yeah, you completely uprooted your life and made, in my opinion. A really dumb decision to move into a into an apartment, a small a small apartment when you had an entire house. Oh yeah, like that's just crazy to me. Yeah, as a person who has who has almost exclusively lived in apartments for the majority of his life, I would absolutely love to have my own house. Yeah, like I sure as hell wouldn't want to give that up for an apartment. Like Tony, like she, I don't know. Like, again, I understand not wanting to deal with that, but as they as we get later on, I think it's later on in the show. She chose poorly, John. 100 percent. She chose. poorly. But I mean, at the same time, Ted has this headcanon conversation with her about, yeah, you know what he would say to her. And he tells her, you chose the wrong person. And she says, I know. And so we don't ever see Stella beyond. There's a couple of episodes that are going to pass, and then Ted's we see her. Cover. We see her two more times this season at the end, and then uh, we don't see her again until the final season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the second. I think it's the second time we see her towards the end of this season, or whatever. When yeah. Ted's on the cover of the magazine and he runs into her on the street, yeah, she doesn't really bring up shit about Tony. They just kind of like exchange pleasantries and go their separate ways. Yeah. I personally think by the time that Tony releases the wedding bride, he's not with Stella anymore. Because next, next time we see him, he's 
still well, like kind of on his own, wearing karate. Well, no, like the next time we see him is is in one of these two episodes at the end of this season where he's apologizing to Ted. He wants Ted to forgive him for stealing. And that's how stuff. he gets the teaching position. Yeah, that's how he yeah. gets the gig. Yeah. So, but, and then like. <sighs> See, and that's another thing why, like, I despise Tony because, like, he does that, right? He, he, like, he seeks this forgiveness and all this shit, and Ted, Ted does it, you know. He, he's like, okay, whatever. But then he goes and makes the wedding bride, and it's like, so I do, yeah, I do wonder, did she leave him again? And he was just so mad about it all that he did this movie and didn't give a crap about. Ted and everything, and maybe he's starting blaming part of it on him. You know what I mean? I could, I could easily see that. Like maybe Stella was like, "I shouldn't have left Ted, but it's too late. But I can't be with you anymore, so I'm out." And so, you know what I mean? I don't know. It, I don't know. Makes you think. It does. It definitely makes you think, my friend. Definitely makes you think. Uh, also, they take this cab, right? And there's this cabbie. <coughs> And this dude, he never once like flinches at all about any of the stuff that they're doing. It's like no, nope. it's just a normal day for him. New York City cabbie, it's normal. Listen, they're ripping time... off window cranks and <laughs> screaming and shit. They don't care. <coughs> so every time somebody brings something like this up, I always have to reference a certain certain point. So think back to the turtles one. Okay, there's a scene. Where Raphael is running and he's uh, running, he's chasing Casey Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he lands on the. Across, yeah. He rolls across the hood of a taxi, and the guy in the back seat goes, "Was that a giant turtle?" Yeah. And the guy goes, "Yeah." So you said you're going to, and he, he said, <laughs> it just doesn't phase him. Yeah. New York taxi drivers are not phased by shit. The nothing, man. You're right. You're nothing. Right. But like, I do got his... a giant turtle roll across the end of his car, and he's just like, "Yeah, so where you going?" Yep, didn't didn't matter. You're right. But Did I, you I will... see he's driving here. I will say this: I do kind of wish that it was Ranjit. I feel I don't like know. that would have been too coincidental that they get into yeah. a random cab. It's Ranjit. Probably, yeah, but I mean that's happened plenty of times on the show. Yeah. You know, they're like Ranjit. You know. Because they, they had no idea. <laughs> yeah, but most of the time from here on out, when we see him, he's hired to be the driver. Sometimes. Not always. But yeah, sometimes like they, they, they hire a car, and it, just, and it has happened to be him. True. Yeah, that has happened as well. Or, or it could be the random episode where it snows, the three-day storm, and Lily just happens up. to run into Ranjit at the that airport. Come, that's coming this season, too. That's this season, too? Yeah, buddy. Holy Jesus. Right? I'm telling you. I I have a feeling season four might even though it's got the wedding like the failed wedding might be the best season. I don't know. We'll see as we go through. But like, there's I'm so wondering many good episodes in this season. I'm wondering if when they wrote out like what season four was going to be, if they were like, okay, I'm going to use this as a demonstration. Here is the story of Ted Mosby meeting his like future wife. Yeah. And we're going to do this to make this season go really crazy. Here's the main story. But here's all these random little things we want to tell around that while Ted is still looking for his future wife and having all these yeah. problems with Stella. 
but here's like the three day storm, and here's like all this shit with Barney and some random yep. women, and like it's... not not a Father's Day is I think the next episode. So like oh that's another God. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of good ones coming up, man. I'm I'm excited. So yeah, that's why I I this has got to be one of the top seasons just because of the sheer amount of these standalone just interesting episodes that they do. Hell yeah. I like standalone ones that are just funny because like, it, cause then you're always like, well, how do you like this episode? And I'm like, Oh, it's funny, but like, it's not funnier than other ones, but it's still really funny and it's standalone. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Where do you I rank it? Yeah. I get that. Uh, all right. So to finish off the episode, uh, you know, t- like you had said, Ted was, had this whole thing in his head that he was going to say to her. And when he finally gets out of the cab and he finally goes to approach her, he sees her with Tony and Lucy and they're happy. And he just lets it all go. Yep. Yeah. Like Elsa. Yeah, just like Elsa. He just let it all go. Though, really, she wasn't letting shit go, man. No. Well, and that's what makes me laugh. Conceal, don't feel. And that's the exact opposite of what the fucking rock trolls told them to do. Yeah. Like, come on, parents. What are you doing? <sighs> do you want to build a meth lab? <laughs> yes. Yes. Come I on, do. let's go. Cook. <laughs> but the but that's how the episode ends, man. Like there's yeah. no there's I mean, no like end tag or anything. It's just it ends with Ted seeing the, them and it ends like the empire. Up. It ends on such a down note. <laughs> but I don't think it is all that down, you know. No, it's not he's, because he's t- ready again. To- Forward. Yeah, he's ready to move forward. Yeah. And he I like, realizes in this moment, Stella was the momentary happiness, but not the end game. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And uh which good you on know him. what that means, ladies and gentlemen. It's the end of the episode. It so is. Josh, how did you like this episode? Yeah, I, I, I do it. I quite enjoyed this one, especially coming off of uh I mean I I'm not I I don't hate obviously the wedding episode. I just hate what she does to him in that episode, right? Understand. And so coming off of that episode, I really this one was just it was just enjoyable, you know. Uh it had some really funny, funny moments, some funny backstory stuff, uh when they had to told the stories underneath the table. And it it does it serves as a good moment for Ted in this to where now he can finally just go forward with his life and do and figure out some other stuff. Yeah. That's fair. I like it. I think it's good. Yeah, I would agree. I overall think this is a really good episode. And it, it is. It's funny all the way through. Yeah. All little stories, the one off from Victor Newman. Um, it's just. I think that's the biggest reason that you like this episode. I mean, wholeheartedly. My entire childhood was always like. And it was never like. A, he He's one of the few who never really switched up shows or anything. He stayed on Young and the Restless pretty much. And like, oh, he did cool. his shit. He was Victor Newman. Nice. All right. All right, folks. Well, since that is the end of that part of the episode, you should know exactly what time it is. Hell yeah. Time to go home. No, it is Uh. not. (laughs) It is time for Barney's blog. That's right. Suit up, bitches. Yes, that is right. Uh, And this week we have a a blog entry titled Doing Hard Time. Hard as in like erect? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> but no, this has to do with some other stuff that happened Uh-oh. in the episode. All right. So it says, 
As any graduate of Barney Stinson University can tell you, everything you need to know in life you learned while watching softcore porn. Uh. Pool cleaner is the best job on the planet. Okay. Busty blonde women make the best detectives. And women's prisons are hot sexual breeding grounds for uninhibited debauchery. He goes on to say, female prisons existed for millennia as vast, untapped reservoirs until uh, our friends, the ancient Egyptians, invented the conjugal visit. I don't know how true that is, but I, I kind of want to dive in to see if that's actually an accurate statement. I was going to say, I don't know how true of a statement that is, but that would be an interesting one to find out. It would. Uh, and then suddenly, the maximum security sexual paradise became accessible, uh, not just to Pharaoh but also to Joe the Pyramid Builder. While today's gentleman may think starting a relationship with a female convict sounds like the perfect relationship, minimal talking, no expensive dinners, guaranteed sexual relations, I must warn you to proceed with caution. While these women are caged animals, whom you can love and leave at your pleasure, what happens when they're no longer caged? Parole boards and overcrowded prisons have conspired to threaten this fragile, uh, fragile heaven, so how do you know which violent criminal should be the next notch on your bedpost that you can make with a shiv? You can start by having her fill out this simple questionnaire provided she knows how to read. And then it's just it's it's a questionnaire. And I'm going to I'm going to go through this questionnaire at the top. It says prospective prisoner application. And it has a spot for name and inmate number. And then it says measurements. It says, if A cups, please proceed to section star star. Huh. It says, what your was your crime a crime of passion? If yes, please proceed to section star star. Huh. When are you first eligible for parole? If, if within five years, please proceed to section star star. <laughs> Do you have any prison tattoos? If so, where? Please describe in great, great detail. Then there's some multiple choice questions here. Best part of being in prison is A, the food, B, the group showers, C, uh, the I'm no longer in threat to society or myself, or D, the whole. Uh, the next one is the worst part of being in prison is A, the food, B, the group showers, C, that I can't enact revenge, or D, the whole. And the last question is, your cellmate would best identify you as A, a woman on the road to rehabilitation, B, the best sex she's ever had, C, gassy, or D, she better not identify me, the last person who identified me is staggering around with her left eyeball in her hand. I like that answer. And then we get section star star. star, star. And all it says is, thank you very much for your application. We'll let you know. <laughs> So if, if any of those uh, other things, whether it be if you have A cups, if uh, your crime was a crime of passion, or if you are eligible for parole within the last five years, essentially he's saying, thanks, but no thanks. I mean, but yeah. if they were eligible and got denied, there's a good reason why they got denied. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't want to risk. I mean, I get risk that. It in general, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yes, that is this week's Barney's blog. What'd you think, John? Did you like that? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a clever one. That's very clever. For anybody who wants a copy of that questionnaire, I will put a link to it 
in the description of this video uh, and the the podcast uh, as well. So be sure to check that out. You can you can print it off yourself if you want. Hey, yeah, go print for it out and send it to me, and I will yeah. gladly file that away under interesting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I think that's if you have anything else for them, you can you can do a little talking. Otherwise, why don't you let them know where they can find you? Well, you can find me where most people find me. That's at my house, probably watching TV. Lately, it's been the Doom Patrol, but I just ended that show. So now we're going to move on to something new. Noise. Noise. Uh, but, I mean, I'm also on uh, Twix. Yep, And Twix. I'm on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> I mean, that's, pr- that's pretty much me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Simply Sane J1. You're on you know, Insta- Instabook and Facegram. Instabook. Instabook. You know, I had, a dr- I had a Dreamcast when I was growing up. <laughs> I mean, a sing- uh, a sing- uh, no, no, it was a... Oh, I don't remember now. Then I had a Dream... Whatever it was. You remember that, right? From um... Yeah, yeah, because it was... Uh... What were they? What was it's it? It's Dreamcast and something else. Yeah. Ga- oh, was... Gamecast. It was, game- it was GameCube and a Dreamcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a GameCast. I had a GameCube. Wait, do you mean a a GameCube or or Dreamcast? No, I said I had a GameCast. said I had a GameCast. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my my end-end for today, before I shut down the show and let Josh do his thing, I'm going to make Josh laugh his ass off. You ready for this? For those of you who can physically see him because you're watching the episode, cool. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, enjoy. Where's your furniture, cuz? (laughs) <laughs> With my furniture, cuz <laughs> I love that fucking movie. It's so stupid, but I love it. Ah, oh, good times. All right, folks, you can find me on. Uh, I got Twix. this. You can find him at Twix. It's J P Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R. Or you can find him at Merc with the Movie page. Wrong. <laughs> Merc with Movie blog, my friend. I know. But uh, I don't. I feel like I don't even use. That <laughs> No, yeah, you don't ever Twitter. use JP Rayner anymore. You only really use Merck. Yeah, you can find me at. But you still blog. always say JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R. I haven't said it in 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 a few. I don't think I've said it this season. No, you've yeah. definitely said it because I I always say it with you when you say it. If you watch any of the videos, well, I always mouth it as you're it's saying. It's definitely it. not been the last few because I know I haven't said it these last few. Since Fair. we came back after after our month off. You're going to go back and watch now. Every <laughs> no, time you do it, I always mouth it, though, with you. That is funny. But, yeah, you can you can follow me at Movie Blog Merc. That is the uh, Twitter page of my site, Merc with a Movie Blog. If you are watching this on uh, YouTube, you can watch it on the Merc with a Movie Blog YouTube channel. Be sure to hit that like button, smack that subscribe button, and click that little bell, wherever the fuck it is. That's right, and if you set that little bell for your notifications, you can be notified when Josh drops all his cool content, whether yeah. it be movie reviews or maybe he's going to post bleaching his asshole. You never know, but you won't you be notified know. if you don't set it. That's right, you never know. And you can also check out my website, MerkWithMovieBlog.com. I did uh, uh, several reviews for a couple of film festivals that I was covering recently, so go there, check that stuff out. Uh, as well as uh, hop onto the podcast's uh, we've got uh, you know various podcast platforms that have oh, us yeah. on there. You can check us out there, uh, whether it be anchor.fm slash last call, H-I-M-Y-M. You can uh, leave us a voice message over there, which we'd love to hear your voice. Hell yeah. Uh, 
as well as uh, Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a, a five star review, and uh, we'll read that out on air if you do that. Also, uh, Spotify. You know, so be sure to give us a five star over there. I don't think they do <laughs> written reviews on Spotify, as far as I know. It's just the just the star reviews, but do that over there that'd be great uh get us up in the rankings really really help us out there um and you can check us out on twitter and instagram at last call h-i-m-y-m uh for all of that and guys i think we're gonna start selling some shirts because you guys seem to want at least do they want some shirts yeah that that's because i ran that poll and uh, it seemed like that's what they were most interested in uh Mm. we'll do some shirts maybe come up with a few cool designs to, uh, we were specifically requested for a suit up bitches. So, uh, John, you got who, yourself. Who requested a suit up bitches? Uh, Omar, the one who uh, who uh, commented in today. Uh, yeah, yeah. Specifically Listen, requested uh, suit uh, up bitches. Yes. Omar, you send me a message on like Twitter, and I will personally send you a, hey, Omar, suit up bitch. <laughs> so that I, f- I feel like we'll do some like of the the main logo. Oh um, yeah. Maybe maybe uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. One, I think that would be Man, cool. I, I feel really bad that most of yeah. these. Are, I mean, the logo comes from you, but the other two yeah. are definitely like me. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all good with me, man. Suit up, bitches. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think I think we'll we'll do that. So keep an eye out for all that, folks. But uh, yeah, I think that's all I got for him, man. What do you got for him? Let's hear it. You know you wanna. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you know you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. Catch you guys next time.